0: Hi, it's Sunday evening, and funny turn of of uh, affairs. I want to do tonight. Shabbos is coming, and the first I hope of a few talks as I think of remember matters about Shabbos, which I hope will be of interest. Uh, get us uh, some clarity. Excuse me for the holiday that's coming, and uh, I want to and uh, and I want to say that tonight's podcast is being sponsored by. Dr. Dr. Mrs. Michael Elif, in honor of uh, their son-in-law, their, their, well, their daughter and son-in-law, the Kassarulas, who responds last week, my good friends in, in Boca, and uh, therefore this would be the grandfather of the Bas Mitzvah girl. So, Molotov, to you, Dr. Michael Elif and family, on the Bas Mitzvah, uh, what is it? Ariana Sara, in uh, Boca? all good Jewish simchas. Sorry, there's a little mix-up of all this, but all's well, then ends well. And I was taco-looking if there was anybody who was going to come forward this week um, to do something about Yontav. So, Broner Shalom works in uh, mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. Now, without any further ado, we got Shavuos around the corner. And I'll tell you where I'm going with this. Last night in my show, I speak between Minchan and Marv. Usually I pull out Zamin or something like that. But I pulled out one of the Mursky um, uh, books. And um, I noticed a, a piece of it uh, discussed, and I'd like to... Share it with you because it stimulated my thinking. We're, uh, next soon is going to be Shavuos. <clears throat> For some reason, we all have the formula, Zaman Matin <laughs> and I spoke about this tonight with my shul. Zaman Matin Toruseno. Uh Now, I'm not going where you think I'm going with this, which is how come the Chumash doesn't mention anything about that. Uh, I'm putting that aside. I think we talked about it last year. I'm going somewhere else. It's not true, exactly, the time that the Torah was given. Uh, what do I mean? The Torah was not given Yeshua's. The Ten Commandments were given Yeshua's. Actually, Ten Commandments were not given Yeshua's either. Ten Commandments were pronounced. They were pronounced. jerusalem said that it's not clear. Did he say all? Did he say the first two? As it seems, and the others said the Moshe. Moshe said, however you understand that. But whatever happened was nothing more than verbal. Uh, now, it's God's verbal, so it's not like yours and mine, but nevertheless, it's verbal. So nothing happened uh, in the physical sense of any kind of transfer. So we call his mama, it was not a, it's a misnomer of a certain sort. Now, what was given? The Ten Commandments were also not given. If you remember the story, they heard the pronouncing of the Ten Commandments on Shabbos, and then Hashem said to Moshe, come up here with me for 40 days and 40 nights, and at the end of that time, I will give you, not the Torah, but the Ten Commandments. I'll give you two tablets. The Shnei Luchos, which have one of the Ten Commandments. Nothing more. Okay? So, uh, that's just very interesting. What you and I call the Torah comes later. Late in, in Devarim, you know, Hashem says to Moshe, write up the whole thing, and uh, depending how you interpret the Sukum, or however, whichever Sukum you want, Towards the end of the Dvarim, which pronounced the 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 rule, you look it up. You know, I want you to write out a whole sacred Torah, and then we say, by our Masur, that Moshe wrote up a copy for each tribe, and then one extra copy to put in the box, which is the Aron Kodesh, so that the uh, the Aron, which is a box, contains the Ten Commandments, the two tablets. That's what was originally announced in and then in addition to the two tablets, he put in this thing called the Sefer Torah master copy, so that no tribe should cheat. So again, what is Shavuos about? Zman Matan Aserzadibris. Right? Uh, and even that was not so passionate, because as we all know, on Shavuos it was pronounced, Moshe went up for 40 days and 40 nights. At the end of 40 days and 40 nights, it should have been that Moshe came down now, not with the Torah, but the two tablets, and that should have been literally Zman, Mat, whatever, but it turned out to be Shivas Batama's. and as we all know, that's the day they made the Eagle of the Golden Calf, and as a result, that Moshe smashed the tablets, and so those tablets are gone. That triggered a situation in which yet another 80-day period, 40 and 40, by the end of which, they got the second tablets. Okay? <clears throat> but again, even when, at the end of the extra 80 days, on what you and I call the 10th of Tishri, or Yom Kippurim, when Hashem gives Moshe the second tablets, or he tells Moshe, you carve them out and I'll write on them, what's on them is the Aseris Adibros, and not the rest of the Torah. Right? Not the rest of the Torah. So, when we say Zman, Tore, Seinu, Man, Mat, we really mean "Man Matan on Adibros," if you want to be exact about it. So, why do we always talk about Zman, Mat, I mean, it does says it does say in the Chumash, V'et no l'chaz 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 asher kosh safti l'chaz l'chaz in a very broad, agotic way, they'll say, oh, this includes uh, even the Targumunculus, you know, things like that. <laughs> what does that mean? <clears throat> okay? How can you tell me get the whole Torah, you know, Korach didn't happen yet, right? The Meraglim did not happen yet, and so forth. <laughs> you know, Parshish Pinchas and Zimri Ben Solo and all that didn't happen yet. So how can it all be in the Torah, given the Harsinite? And yet, this week is Bahar Chukosai? This week, is the famous rashi that says "Mashmite eats a I'm going by heart but everything is uh, by Harsinai. so what does that mean? you know what does that mean you can give answers but you know you know what I'm saying what's going on over here? the old Torah was not given to Harsinai. now because if you understand what I just said then you will understand the tension that existed in early Judaism which led uh, Yushalmi and other places to say, this famous controversy, which I am sure you've heard, if you are listening to my podcast, chances are you've heard your own local rabbi or whoever talk about it one time or another. And you know, like a, I call Rabbi Fran Vart, you know, which is, are you supposed to stand when they say the Ten Commandments on on um, what he it, on Shavuos when they're going to say, you know, they give a club, so do you stand up? There are various hugging involved with all this. Today, everybody, I believe I am right; everybody stands up. You probably know that in the Gemara and the Rambam, especially in the famous Chuban, in response to him, the Rambam say you should not stand up. Okay? Tarum is Haminim, the Gemara calls it. Because of Tarum is the complaints of the Minim. The Minim or heretic. What does that mean, Minim? In the, the time of the Gemara, usually means the early Christians. This is interesting. Let's try the early Christians, right? Let's try the early Christians. As you know, the Christian religion was originally a knockoff of a branch of Judaism a sect of Judaism, like Jews for Jesus, literally. Um, I didn't get around to it in the Tefillah, but even you know, without hearing that, that when they eventually, Lamoshina was to drive them out from the ranks of Judaism, which they succeeded in doing. But what's the Yisod of Christianity, especially in the early years? What's the problem the Christians had? You don't keep the mitzvahs, right? Ever since St. Paul, you don't keep the mitzvahs. How do you get around that? You say that you're a Jewish people, and I don't want to get too into this. Jesus said in one place, "I didn't come to change anything," but I'm not going to go into eunim the New Testament. Let's just go and say, "What's the shot? Do you consider yourself Jewish? How can you give up the Mitzvahs?" And the answer was that uh, the Christians, you know, uh, church advanced the following idea that you know there are parts of the Old Testament that are important and a parts that are not important. Uh, obviously, the Ten Commandments are important. The Gansah Hoopla of Shabuzh was about the Ten Commandments, not about the other stuff, not about shotness. you see what I'm saying? Not about, uh, I don't know, Paraduma, <laughs> you see, not about carbonola. the Acre was the Ten Commandments. It was the Ten Commandments that was associated with Kolos, Ubrakim B'kola Shofar, Moshe Yadaber, B'lekimian and <laughs> the whole big panoply, and the whole, you know, uh Bayomazeb Bo Midbar Sinai, the entire description of Chumash. They don't just dis- devote that kind of uh, attention to the transmission of the rest of the Chumash, of, you know, Bracious and Shmos, and Ba'ikra and so forth. <laughs> but to that series of difference we do. It even gets a repeat in Vatschanon. And <clears throat> the reason is there was a divine revelation in a way that there wasn't by the other stuff. True or not true? <laughs> when we saw, when it's the Ten Commandments, the old Jewish people were there. When it told the Mitzvah Shotness, it's yes, Moshe Rabbeinu communicating to the Jewish people. By Darsham Moshe, the Rambam very famously says that the whole reason for the giving the Ten Commandments before Heskel was to validate Moshe as the supreme and infallible prophet. You saw God Himself say, "I'm picking Moshe." It says these words. The Rambam says this, I think, in the Assyria in Torah. I'm thinking on Shavuos, maybe to do the Torah in Shul. The Basics of Judaism. And it says, God says, not say, I want the public to see me, God, talking to you, and therefore valorizing and validating you. And then, every time it says, People know it's true. Because they saw Hashem say, This guy Moshe is reliable. In a way that never happened before or after. That is exactly the reason, the Rambam famously says, you don't trust any other prophet. Right? Elyon Navi, the biggest of the prophets, you don't know, maybe they're phony baloney. Maybe. I repeat the words maybe. Uh, not likely, but maybe. With Moshe Rabbeinu, it's not maybe. What do you mean? Maybe Moshe was lying. Can't say that. Why can't you say that? Is it a matter of piety? No. They saw a Nenu They saw God, speak to Moshe, and you know he's not, and, and say, trust this guy. So what more do you want, you see? So that's all associated with the Aseris difference. It's not associated with the rest of the Torah. Consequently, the early Christian religion, which, of course, picked up a veld of converts precisely by saying, you know, like Reform Judaism, you don't have to keep anything, you can still be a good Jew. You don't have to keep anything. Once they said, you know, uh, who was it? I think it was Paul. You say, you don't have to circumcise, just malta masarlas Woo! <laughs> if I'm a guy, I don't want to go through a circumcision, it's nice to have that message. Or, you don't have to refrain from eating treif. What goes in your, out of your mouth is more important than what goes in your mouth. Well, well. I mean, uh, okay, so now I can eat whatever I want and go to McDonald's. Uh, and do whatever I want. Well, I'm in for that religion. I'm down for that, as the kids say. And therefore, they picked the up a belt of people especially from the, 50, from the gray area people used to hang around the synagogues during those centuries. That's really what happened. That's the early spread of Christianity. Now, my point is that the argument goes along the lines that there's an ichor and a tuffel. The acres is the Ten Commandments, and everything goes up for negotiation. Everything is up for negotiation, and therefore, you know, well, what shall I say? The other things are not as important. These ideas, which are strange to you and I, because you and I are living after 2,000 years of Judaic brainwashing away from Christianity. But way, way back when, in time of the Yushalmi and so forth, time of Chazal, just like we had problems that they uh with all kind of sectarianism and all kind of syncretisms, for which they had to bavorn in the form of various prayers, as I was talking about this morning with uh Mason physical resurrection and many other areas like that. So one of them is you know, one of the arguments that the sectarian groups like the Christians Early Christians who came in all forms. You don't know what Christianity is. Why would you? But uh, there are many early forms of Christianity. Some which are quite unusual. Let's put it that way. But when he, the ikar you saw is that the targumtes do not count. Okay, they're like optional. <clears throat> don't have to keep them. <clears throat> and um, and those who do and Rick De- Jack yushka are doing a terrible thing. Now let me tell you something. It's an argument that is calculated. Um, how shall I say it? To attract people. There's a lot of weak Jews, shall we say. There's like any any type of swara that says I, I don't have to check if it's a star K or OU. That's the religion for me, baby. I can eat whatever I want. Anybody says I can drive on Chabas, do whatever I want, and still be within the Dalai of Allah because it's in the Ten Commandments or something like that. Whatever Shabbos <laughs> means. I'm in for that. So, that's Tarum Saminim. It's, Christians could say... Look, you Jews yourselves have a holiday of the Ten Commandments. You do not have a holiday of the Torah because the Shavuos is not the anniversary of that. Moreover, when you read the Ten Commandments, you stand up. But when you read the rest of the Torah, you do not stand up. So what does that prove? One is the and one is the Tavu. Well, as you can imagine, that led the Jews to freak out, and it led people like the Rambam, and I'll say also, in the Talmud, to say, don't treat the Ten Commandments any different, because what we believe, <clears throat> what the Jewish religion says is, there's no difference between Zacher's Yom and Shabbos and Lo Silber's and, and uh, Paradumba, as I said before, and, uh, you know, uh, Zavah Gadol and Zavagatana, all the rules, and you know, the flood of Noah, everything in Chumash is all the same. It's equally binding. The fact that once in the Ten Commandments is interesting, but it's equally binding. And uh we do not give in other words, the Jewish position is that the narrative in the Chumash is not really reflective of importance. Now that's not an easy argument to make, because you can always say, if that's true, why didn't God give the whole Torah on Sinai and make a big bang out of it, right? We didn't do that. And so, you know, there was a Jews were like on defensive, let's put it that way. And consequently, the sensibility arose for many centuries. You do not stand for a Cerisidibris or someplace they turn around, you just look at the wall. Anything in the Torah that involves doing something special about the Cerisidibris was discountenance. And there's a whole group of thought in halakhic literature, the and She was all the rest of it, which is disapproving of and discountenancing of uh, the ubiquitous Ten Commandments that one sees in every synagogue, even in mine. You know, on my parochials, you got a Ten Commandments. And above the uh, Arn Kodesh, they got one. You know, you know, Kibbutz, Lavi. No, I mean, no tiny's I'm just saying, you know, uh, furniture and designs that have this, There's a the dibras in it in one form or another. I'm not getting into the business with a square round. Let's leave that aside. Uh, are very common in Jewish art. And if you want to be really stickler, 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 you shouldn't have anything but this, There's a the dibbers. Because by us, it's all the same. Meaning, it's all equally binding. Kulam Ahuvim, Kulam geborim and so on and so forth. Uh, which is interesting. Now, in order to, um, fight against that kind of Christian and early sectarian emphasis on Ten Commandments at the expense, shall we say, of the importance, the vital importance of the rest of the Torah, so, uh, we, 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 we do our best in the Jewish tradition to somehow or other conflate the Ten Commandments with the rest of the Torah. That's why we see Zman Matan Torah Torusenu. And there are all these Chazals. But remember, Chazal, you're not going to persuade a Christian with a rabbinic teaching, you know. You'll say, Zosa, uh, The Torah means called Torah a mitzvah. That's why we have these Agathas. Because they are trying to fight against the notion that there's something unique and special about the Ten Commandments, because that would end up um deflating the importance Oh, the rest of the is which you don't believe in. Now, how does one do that? Um, there are, first of all, you see long ago, they came from Zaman Matan Torah Senu. That's a statement. Every time you say that, you're making an anti-early Christian statement. Get it? It's, it's not the Zman of the giving only Ten Commandments. Although, from historical record it is, but you're saying, no, it's equal with the rest of the Torah. Zaman Matan Torah Senu. Those are fighting words once upon a time. Today we take it for granted. The other way of, of of proceeding along these lines is to make the argument, I find this a harder argument, but I, I'm well aware of it and so are you, I argument that the Ten Commandments contain in them, in some form, called Torah You understand? That the Aseris yes, themselves if properly decoded, unpacked, picked apart contain the rest of the entire arguments. Uh Rashi uh, quotes Sadi Gondon on this and I believe. And I I opened in front of me my rusty, trusty Sadigon sitter. Um which is when a sidor is not only a, a prayer book, but it's also like the mox Vitri, vitrius, um what's the right word? Uh, uh like an art school sitter, you know, with with uh, little excurses and uh, directions and hologra uh, remarks and things like that. Minhugan <laughs> and Sadigon, who was totally sensitive to what I'm talking about because Sadie Gon wrote that I think I did a podcast on him and uh, he interacted This is just interesting he's one of the few Gonim that I know of, the only one actually well there's another one only one of two uh, who we know had interactions with Gentiles specifically with Christians and there's even a report in some Safer from the 10 hundreds this will blow you away I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I did to Sadie I can't remember the name of Safer but it's old. And um Aparchi, something Pirchhashhan, some something like that. That uh there was a Pussik, I think Ishayo, with a Shver Ivrit. You understand? The Hebrew is not easy to translate. And Sadigon told his secretary, go ask the bishop down the street, how do the Christians translate it? Like if I would look up you know Bible Hub or something like that. And you know, woo! Sadigon is asking a guy, but yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't say he followed them, but he wanted to know what they say. saying. So, uh, remember the Emunas Medeus, where he says that he's trying to rescue those who are drowning in doubt? <laughs> so, similarly over here, Sadio was against the Karaim, He's trying to defend Judaism against the Proto-Christians and all those other groups. <laughs> and so, the easiest way to do it is to make the argument, if you're capable of making the argument, that the Ten Commandments, even though it seems like just ten distinct commandments actually contained with them all the details of this there. It's a difference. So as I said, there was a famous document, Siddur of Sadiqon, my favorite historian, Simcha Asaf, published it. It's in Arabic. Published it, uh, I mean, the prayers are Hebrew. In, um, I think in the Second World War time. it's uh, And everything he does is a Dover Shalim. And, you know, you just flip over to the part about uh, Shavuos. And, um, he says over there in Arabic, I see that there's a anchi uh, dorenu. People in our time have a minig that they see over the, the in short version of tariq Mitzis, uh in a poem. And it's called Atta And I examined this poem. It said it's deficient. doesn't really have all 613. I went through it. For each of him chazaros, barichas, and it's too long and prolix, and it's not accurate, and so forth and such and such, right? And the result is, I'm gonna replace it with something better, and uh, and he did, right? He goes on to complain about it, and uh, and he wrote a poem, and the poem has the t- the, uh, the, the exactly the, the point that I'm making, which is that the uh, that the, that the can be seen as containing all the little myths of the rest of them. It's on page who is it? Uh, cuff No If you ever get the Sagi sitter, which which everybody should have. It's actually very cool in many ways, and uh, it's not right where you think it is. It's a bit. Here's this original poem, and then this other poem. My point is. That already at the time of Saudi and he's before Spain, he's in the 900s. Uh, so already at that time, here it is already at that time, there was a custom. He said, unless uh, there was a custom among from Jews to write to do it recite on um Shavuos, the Targ misses Wait a minute, the Targ Mitzvahs were not said on Shavuos, only the Ten Commandments. You see what I'm saying? That poetry, Vart represents an attempt to conflate, to say, mixed together. Yes, the Ten Commandments were pronounced, but so were the rest of the Torah, and therefore it's all equally binding. That's our response to you Christians, and so on and so forth. You see? And um, what Sadio did was, to write there for what he calls Azharot, and I think he's the first one to do it this way, And in, but his specific Azharot, and Azharot is a certain type of poem in which you do all six thirteen. So if you go on page Kof, Sadi Aleph in the book, he has Onochi, and then, you know, through poetry, Onochi ish Ohlovenhoher's mechanorus, Udvari Kesh when he says harbe mitzus, khodiberzoros, and my words are like fire and, and and fire that gives up sparks. So get it, each deeper the Ten Commandments gave up sparks. And those sparks are the small mitzvahs. Again, Udvari Koesh, Fenito Seho, Harvey Mrs. Bogdibor Zoharos there are many misses in every one of the 10 commandments Boghosy Kolalti baseris De Brosai and my chachma, God says I I I um, was a Kolel you know I I uh, included uh in this in my 10 commandments Shesh Mills and Shlochesy Mrs. Laharos and right so 313 misses and then he's going to do the others later and uh uh, how does he say over here? Lehoris. Uh, Hashem And then he says, Sinai. I don't know how to fix it with Sinai. So he just mentioned a whole bunch of m'sha's right then. That's the krishma. That's Hashem. Uh, and that's Avashim, the that's Kirishashem, That's the m the Low don't don't uh, test God. <laughs> so in other words, in the in, in, in the course of the poem, he covers the Tig Mitzus. I think this is the poem they have those three fat volumes from Yorokh official Fishel where he used this as his own personal minchas uh, Minhaskin, you know. In other words, he wrote a Minchas Chinuch type of art, uh, with all the alumnas using this poem as his principal organization, as opposed to um the Sefer Kenich, which of course the Mincha Chinuch used as his principal organization. He's the two great rabbis from the last century uh, last hundred and fifty years. And uh they simply used it, they piggybacked on this poem. maybe piggyback is not the right word, <laughs> but you know, they jumped on the back of uh of these existing poems. But what's the shot with the poem? which I invite everybody to look at. What's the with the poem? You're trying to make the argument that the Aseris dibras actually contain all, all 613, and therefore, don't tell me, oh, all the attention was given on Shavuos to the Ten Commandments. No, 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 Shotness was there. You just have to know where it's located. And, you know, as they say, Gilarais was there. Well, that's obvious. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Erevin or well, whatever, whatever, whatever the particular mitzvah is, uh, you know, Nita or something like that. It was all there. You just have to unpack it, you see? Now, um, this inspired... Sadia was a great man, and his poems and writings were read by others. And uh, one of his students made it to Spain and became a big poet there, Dunas Ben Labrat. Even though Dunash challenged uh, Sadia on some poetry vorts, But, you know, let's put it this way. But he wasn't in the same universe i learning. That was not a question. Maybe you can tiny is he's as good or better or whatever than Sadia else poetry, but not in learning. Sadia Gon uh, to be a Gon means uh, you were head of Sura Sura Pombadisa. He was head of Sura. So of his new call Tarakula according to the standards of that time, and uh, so come on. Now when Sadia put this together, so he inspired um, the one of the greatest of the Spanish poets. Uh, in the next century, and that's uh, Shlomo ibn Gabir, one of the four biggies. You know, the four biggies are uh, Yehuda Levi, Shlomo ibn Gabir, um, Moshe ibn Ezra, and uh Nugget. I can't say Al is one of the biggies, although to me he is, but I know he's not held by others. Uh, and uh, Shlomo ibn Gabir wrote a uh, fantastic, because he was a genius of a poet, Azharot, which are still used in many places. And um, these Azharot, um, he wrote in in, in... in other words, he was a genius as a as a, a Meshurah, as a poet. So when he puts together the Tariq Mitzvahs, he followed the Bahag, by the way, not Sa'digon, but the Bahag, because the Bahag was a little bit later and uh, seemed to have more authority because Sa'digon didn't write a Shulchanak, per se, but the Bahag is a kind of a Shulchanak of a certain sort. And so it so just happens to be that as a poet... Our hero, uh, I mean, uh, Shlomo Ben Gabiro chose the Baha'g to be the principal organization. His 613 Mitzvah and uh, Shmor Limim Mane, Hayes Bob Mone, Yerolim Mone, Tvar Haisharim, Puhi Slach Hashamal, Puhi Arba Atzmal, Uy Tin Chachmol, Havin Nim Harim, Asapertu Shiot, Masukos Lapiot, Batsif Talpiot, the Asher Hovdim. I mean, maybe you appreciate, maybe you don't appreciate it. I never found anybody to, uh, sponsor of poetry in the podcast. I don't think I guess there's not much interest in it. I like that stuff. Um but he's uh, an amazing uh, poet and yeah everybody knows that Ibn Kabiro you know you know him from uh uh his worst poem his worst poem was I don't know my share my love but I don't call you that's his worst you can imagine what his best is because that's also a good poem and um the Azaro took off Nowadays, they don't publish them in uh, Ashkenazi sitters. Uh, uh, you know, non-Sephardi sitters. At least I don't see them. I remember years ago, to used to see them in the, um, what do you call it, the Kolbos. But uh, not in the schools and other things. I don't believe so. Uh, and mine, I had to get, I had a student of mine, Shasho, who was kind enough to give me, these Assyrian, Syrian, you know. So he gave me the Syrian mocks. So I have my house. The Syrian mocks are translated in Hebrew and English, and they have the Azharot. Uh, that's why it was nice to do it. it even have like a little kati at the bottom. And it's really great. And no, let me put it this way. I like it. Okay? Uh, uh, I'll read you the first lines. B'Tseol Shaddai Echzeh B'Tseol L'Achaseh B'Mitzvot L'O'Saseh Ba'agid Me'shorim So he's going to tell you the L'O'Sasehs. K'Suvim B'Muno B'Eidon Nemono B'Chimei Shana B'Mesporo Nechkirim Yekarim M'Pnirim They're wonderful. Asidim M'tzfunim the vast oceans but it's like the, the best jewelry see noli acrossi a khosi rayosi shimitorosi fulkhimursosi listen my beloved sister meaning clauisrael uh today's uh, mitzos khashakhthi i love you more than than gold como turi zahav tru him term like pure gold but say sini sova when i first uh, showed them to the world it was when i was surrounded by a million angels meaning Har Sinai, v'kol dodi yizebo, medalei galerim, anuchi Hashem krosich b'sinai, v'lo y'oponei l'cho Elohim hachirim, v'lo saseh peso, b'resh ha v'lo tosim peso, l'agnia b'zorim. So I'm sure Rabbi Kessoral is probably, you know, swelling with the thing called the Spironum. What can I tell you? The Spironum are the good poets. They just start. Uh, Now, but the Yisod of the Azhar, which, by the way, produced many knockoffs. There are many Azharub and others rode after him. But they're not in the same league. Yeah, give me a break. And I don't think they've taken off too much. Although, some traditions, the Yemenites, whatever, they have their own azharub, which is fine. But the whole tradition emerges from the idea that you're making an argument, this is not a Nicker, and that's a Tuffle. But rather, when the Torah was given to Harsinai, it was given along with everything. <clears throat> now, the fate of these Azharob are kind of funny, because um, it freaked out the Rambam, although he's Spanish. and um, But remember, the Rambam was not a poetry guy. He was a math and science person, and therefore he cares about little details. And the Rambam, in principle, did not subscribe to the Taiga count of the Bahag, right? Or of Sadia, for that matter. And he had his own. That's what he calls Sefer vote, as I think everybody knows, it's all in Arabic. And um, so the Rambam is just terrible. The, he says this that people are reciting poems uh, that are incorrect. Uh, now, to tell you the truth, I understand what the Rambam means. As is well known, for some reason the Bahag included near Hanukkahs, uh, part of the target it says, okay, you know, I get it. But let's face it, 95%, 96% is the same. You understand? You can pick here a little, pick there a little, but it's 96% the same, because if not 97%. Because come on, you know, there's the Carbonas, there's Kachim Tyrus, Sroim Moy, you know, come on. The midst of the Torah we kind of know. You know what I'm saying? The midst of the Torah we kind of know. to <laughs> You know what I mean, right? Right? The I mean, it's not that hard to, to, to line them up. The problem is to know what to eliminate, as the Raman points out in his intro to the Sefer Mitzvahs. So I just wanted to start off the discussion uh, to leave you with this thought as uh, she was around the corner uh, is it's and how do we relate to this? I don't think the Sadiegon explanation took off. Everybody is aware, many people are aware of what I just talked about, that he makes the case that all the Tariq Mitzvahs are Nikhlal and the Aser Zedibros. But it gets pretty forced. As far as I can see, anyway, at least in my opinion, uh, when you actually start going through them. And it's a hard argument to make. The Jews made it because they wanted to conflate it, as I said before. Uh, but of course, we nowadays, I would say, um, respond to this by saying, look, it's 2,000 years later. By us, there's no question. Maybe the Ten Commandments were pronounced, but it's a beginning. But we hold from call to our call along with that. And it's an interesting question: why Hashem picked those ten specific commandments. That's a fair question to ask, but that doesn't mean that you take away from the uh, uh, what's the word? obligation, obligatory nature of the other six hundred and whatever uh that are out there. <clears throat> but it's, it's, it's interesting food for thought. You understand? It's interesting food for thought, and uh, it gets more complicated because you know they'll start telling you. We have all these Chazals that, that that really mix up the chronology. And so, um, what do they say? Dinim and Shabbos was given at Mora. In other words, some mitzvahs are already there beforehand. Otherwise, uh, uh, if you hold that Israel came before the Ten Commandments, what's he complaining about Dinim for? There wasn't even a Torah yet. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, it presumes that there already was. Uh, things like that. Uh, so it is complicated, but I think anybody who's serious about approaching Shabbos, especially from historical perspective, asking the question, "What happened? What exactly happened?" I think that uh, you want to start, you know, defining your terms. Now, as we know, because we're far removed from any danger, that people are going to, uh, in modern Judaism, in the last uh, of fifteen hundred years or thousand years, that people are going, nobody even knows what Christianity is. Let alone they have any idea of the doctrines. Third of all, nobody's persuaded by the argument that, that Saracenibris is an Iker and the other thing is a tovel. And even the Christians have problems explaining if that's so, then how come you don't keep Shabbos? Because that's one of the 613. They get out of it with their Tarutsim the way we get out of question of Judaism with our turism. But it's a dochic. Uh As a result of that, as we all know, the custom reemerged. And it's not controversial even nowadays, I don't think. To, uh, what do you call it? To, uh, uh, read, um, to stand up when you read the Torah for the Aseris Adibris. It's not controversial anymore. It, but you end up with, and with this I'm going to conclude. You end up with something very funny. There's the, there's the Aseris Adibris, and there's the rest of the Torah. And there's the Aserah Zadibris inside the rest of the Torah. The Ten Commandments were pronounced and then they were put on tablets not on a scroll. The scroll didn't exist yet. And later it was put together in a scroll called the Sefer Torah. You know what I'm saying? Historically. It's the way we understand it. The Aserah Dibras were pronounced. Eventually they were put on tablets the first tablets and the second tablets. They were not part of the Torah yet. Because there was no such thing as a safer Torah. Safer Torah is in Tvarb, you know, it comes later. And um, whether well, you hold Miguel and Miguel nit, or whatever. Um, so the Assar's difference had its own identity. That part is actually true. And this is reflected in the Jewish tradition by the different Trump. Um, I don't know where you or I've grown up all my life. I'm gonna get or this, but I'll keep myself down to sixty seconds. I'll try. I've brought up in my life that whenever we read the Torah, we always do Tom Melion uh, when you do Pashas Yisrael and Chanan, and of course then Shavuos. but uh Mr. Borrne and others say that no only on Shavuos do you do the Tom Elion, you know the different type of truck. but the rest of you do the Tom Tatum. I've never seen it where I am, not in Baltimore um. Maybe you do. I don't know. Most people I've run across, I don't think, seen it. But I've heard many people tell me in Israel, I mean, somebody told me yesterday in Israel they do it. I just don't know what the common practice is. But that distinction between Tom Elyon and Tom Tachtan would reflect the fact that what I just said, which is, historically, first the Ten Commandments were given separate, as a separate unit, and they were put on two tablets. Later on, that language of the two tablets was incorporated in something called the Sefer Torah. At least that's how I understand it. And because it had a separate identity, you read it in a different type of Trump. That would be the basis for the fact that when you read it, regular shish and parshan, when it became part of the regular text of the Torah, so it assumes the character of the other parts of the Torah. But on Shavuas, where you're not talking about the Torah, you're talking about the Ten Commandments, the beginnings of the process that unfolds and ends in the two tablets, then you read it in a different type of trouble called the Tamelon. So I think these are some of the basics it was she was but I think most people aren't into these basics uh, rather they're into uh, gummas and and and, uh, and cake and things like that I'm not against cheesecake but that comes after you figure all this stuff out anyway once again I want to thank the Ella family and uh, as I said before the bar Mitzvah uh, I mean uh to them and the bass mitzvah. would be their granddaughter that's how it is a granddaughter and uh, family should have a lot of nachas and simcha, and we should all get past this corona business. And um, I hope to return to the other less thought-up of themes of Shavuos next week or sometime in the future. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.com dot